want to marry? Probably Moana. The child? No, like adult Moana. <laughs> An adult Moana? Okay. I could see that. That's good. What about you? I'd probably gotta go Belle, right? She's like, it's the easy answer. True. But true, it's true. because, you know, books, France. <laughs> she likes a kind of gruff, hairy dude. So mm-hmm. I feel like we could, you know, it would work out well. <laughs> what you're saying is you're Belle's type. Well, we're each other's type. True. You like books. <laughs> really, it is just it is just the books. But she's willing to see past looks and into those books. <laughs> and I don't got a lot of looks. But ooh, I got a lot of books. You have both looks and books. <laughs> well, thank you. You're married to me, so you have to say that. I don't have to say anything. But Belle, she would probably say that too. She, You and Belle have similar taste in them. <laughs> <laughs> not untrue <laughs> although i don't know if i'm a, as grumpy and standoffish as the beast though true 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 but it's a similar effect when we put on suits you're like oh he's kind of pulling it off but you know he's still kind of a beast <laughs> <laughs> but we are not talking about beauty and the beast <laughs> we are talking about moana and samantha i am moana how about you i am moana <laughs> So welcome to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too. My name is Indy Moana Randawa, and with me is my co-host, who is also Moana, Samantha Moana Randawa. <laughs> it's just hyphenated Moana yeah. Randawa. Yeah, Moana Randawa. That's a good last name. It's not bad, actually. Oh, I should look into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you're taking the marrying Moana a little too far now, I think. <laughs> if it's your first episode... Maybe there's people who this is the first one because people love Moana, I true, assume. True, true. There's people who do entire Disney podcasts, of course. Of course, yeah. No, and we're not making anything new and exciting. No, we never are. But is this our <laughs> first big Disney animated movie? I think so. Seems like it would have happened sooner. I would have thought so as well. But I guess the original premise is that one person would bring something the other hasn't seen. And we've both seen most of them. Yeah. So I thought this was a good one because I went with, we love this. You should too. Right. So this was your pick. And why'd you pick it? Um, Because it's water themed. Right. Um, And also because this movie uh, is one of our favorites, I think. Oh, I guess we're going to get into it. Yeah. Is it? So, Samantha, you picked this because we loved it. Do you still love it? I love it. It's so good. Moana, like just Disney movies in general have this like magic to them. And I think Moana like really took all that Disney magic and made it so much fun. What about you, Indy? So overall, you love Disney way more than I do. True. Yes. But yes, I love Moana. Moana's great. (laughs) It's fantastic. I love this movie. It's is a special kind of wonderful. That should be on their poster. Moana, a special kind of wonderful. Yeah, exactly. So much so that you'll want to marry this child. (laughs) How old is she? Like 15? She's supposed to be like 16, I think. Okay. That's like generally... Your type? Interesting. No. Um, That's like generally the age, I think, of Disney heroines. Oh, interesting. Oh, like yeah, Ariel right. 16. Ariel, I felt, was young. I felt Belle was like a college student. Oh, maybe. But I don't, I'm not basing that like on anything. Like 20s? Because they didn't have any 20s. proper school systems. No. Though. Same and with Jasmine. Jasmine just seems older. True. And I think Jasmine's supposed to be like around 16. No. And she's getting married, huh? I, I felt Jasmine also like 21. 
Oh, okay. Is that just you wanting them to be older because they're getting married? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but she's she's worldly. Yeah. Jasmine is. She doesn't have to go on the journey to gain her self-confidence like mm-hmm. Moana does in this. She has it. Right. She seems like she's fully formed. But we're again, we're not talking about Aladdin. But I guess we should talk kind of in the grand scheme. We're going to go through the movie. We'll probably do it more or less chronologically. We'll have our normal, wonderful insights. Well, maybe a little bit less because for the second time in a couple episodes, we're both kind of heat stroked and haven't yeah. prepped. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. I think we need to like pre-record more episodes in the winter because we tend to be a little loopy on these summer ones. <laughs> But in the grand scheme of Disney, at least, where does Moana rank for you? Huh. I think, like, Beauty and the Beast, probably my number one. That was, like, definitely one of the movies that, like, brought me into the Disney loving world. Um, I think Moana might be number two. Wow. Um, And then Frozen. Oh, wow. Frozen. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Frozen's not... I know you're field. not like a huge fan of that one. Oh, I think it's it's good. It's very good. But for me, it was growing up with that lineup of Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King. Uh-huh. That all four of those have to be in the top five, really. And then Moana's probably in the mix too. And then Frozen and things like that. There you have to mm. get pushed back. I feel like we did grow up in like the golden age of Disney movies and I think I forget just how important all of those movies were to me. So maybe I need to revisit some of those Disney classics like Lion King and Jungle Book and Little Mermaid before I make a definitive ranking. Little Mermaid and Aladdin are really good. They are really good, but I also don't think I've seen them recently i guess we'll have to change that yeah we need to do a little disney month uh maybe later not on the podcast just like oh for us just us (laughs) when you know how we do things together without the podcast yeah sometimes we exist without this podcast (laughs) yeah that's true so we're gonna do this a little bit differently um we are gonna kind of go chronologically but we're gonna kind of go on the plot based on the big songs in this movie and this is one of the things i love about moana is every single song is totally singable Whereas in things like Aladdin, like there aren't as many like singable songs throughout, I feel like. I feel like there's like your two or three big ones and then the other ones like aren't quite as great. I might push back on that, but I'll save it for our Aladdin episode. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. So um, we are going to start uh, with Where You Are, um, which kind of opens the movie and gives you an overview of like who Moana is, where she is, and like the people around her. There You Are is such an efficient song. Yes. So we start with Baby Moana, yeah. who also, the cutest. Oh my God, I love, I love I, that's the one thing I regret about going to Disney World is not being able to find a Baby Moana pin for my backpack. So this song has like a a passage of time and it brings us up to the present because we had that kind of prologue almost with Baby Moana. And it sets up all of the themes of the movie, the themes of identity, of connection to your history, and really just straight out saying what the plot of the rest of the movie is going to (laughs) be. So it spells it out for you, but I don't feel like that's too heavy handed because it's, you know, it is a kid's movie and it is a musical and having those themes go throughout 
I think it's something that Moana does maybe better than any of the other movies. All of the songs and all of the plot points kind of come back to the same couple of themes, Mm -hmm. which you don't really get in the other ones as much. No, I, I like this one. And you're right. It is efficient. You learn everything you need to know about the movie in that like five or six minute song. And you get to see uh, some really incredible animation. I love this overview of where they live um, because it's just gorgeous. And I would like to go to Montanui and uh, stay for a night or two. <laughs> And I get it if you watch this and you're saying that. So this movie just kind of paints all of Polynesian culture as one thing. It's not really anything specific, like a lot of their later stuff, like uh, Coco and um, Encanto and those ones. They're more specific to where they are from. (laughs) This is just Polynesia, (laughs) just island stuff. And it's not specific. And then they have an entire song singing about coconuts. I I get why people could be like, "Eh, is that really... um, the most clever writing, but damn, is it a good song? It's such a, it's good, such song. a good song. And you get like the voices of the village, which is kind of fun. And you get to see some of the like characters who aren't in the movie, but you can like really get a sense of what Montanui is all about. And one of them is modeled and I think voiced by Troy Palomalu. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers great. And you can tell by his hair because Palomalu, if you ever watched him play, long flowing Maui like hair. So in this song, we also get introduced to Moana's big struggle is that she's drawn to the ocean. And it calls her. It calls her. And Me too. Oh, I'm also being called by the ocean currently. I have the landlocked blues. Yeah. We do live in a very landlocked province. So um, we get to know what the conflict of the story is and um, kind of continuously see her going back to the water And then we get to meet her grandmother, who is one of my favorite characters. Maybe my favorite character of this movie. Like Uh you could say Moana because Moana is is a great uh, leaning character. But the grandma stealing every scene. Oh, man. And just like how she's saying like, oh, I uh, hope I come back as a stingray or pick the wrong tattoo. And she has like a back tattoo of a stingray. And then uh, that comes back later when her like spirit, I guess, Mm -hmm. is swimming through the ocean to like guide Moana. And she's like, guess I picked the right tattoo. (laughs) So I think grandma um, should have had more time, but she also prompts Moana to go on her journey um, as she dies. So I think Moana needed that kick to go. I agree that I'd love to see more of her on screen, but because of the few times we do get her, they seem very special, Mm -hmm. right? And they are very influential in Moana. And you see the, because she's kind of a stand-in for for history, right? Because the idea of history kind of determining where she goes next, who you are being all of your history before that, making Mm -hmm. up where you are and who you are is very important. So these little glimpses of the grandma are that much more important. And I'm glad that the, I don't know any of the actors in this movie. I'm usually not good on uh, voice acting ones, but she was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. And that takes us to the next song, which is How Far I'll Go. And at this point, Moana has left the island and is uh, sailing away across the reef um, to find Maui at the bottom of his hook. I think How Far I'll Go is 
a top five I wish song. Yeah. So if you don't know, all the Disney movies have one big I wish song where mm. people just state what they wish and what they want to do for the rest of the movie. And Part of Your World is maybe my favorite. The um, section of Belle is a very good good one. Yeah. Reflection. Mulan. Reflection is probably one of my favorite I wish songs. Just Around the River Bend. Uh-huh. Oh, I totally forgot about Pocahontas. Pocahontas... Again, we keep talking about other things, but I have to put in my two cents about that. I don't think it's as good of an overall movie. And I feel like the soundtrack has two real high points and high points as good as anything in all of Disney. Uh But the surrounding songs don't live up to the surrounding songs of something like Moana. Like we talk about this in other episodes of just like representation. And that was like the first time I ever saw like indigenous people represented in a movie like that yeah. so i thought i would have like a very special affinity to pocahontas because it was the first time i kind of saw what my culture was so i i love pocahontas i'm still waiting on that but there was that uh spider-man character yeah that's as close as i'm getting Indian and i'm Spider-Man. happy with it so how far i'll go i think ranks right up there it is it's a fantastic song oh it is a fantastic song and it's got that epicness behind it because she's sailing her boat and um she's just like so full of hope um and quickly it gets squashed at the end of the song but i really like that like wind in the hair epicness of this song and i like that it gets squashed not that to see that happen but that this movie is about the bounce backs. It's not mm-hmm. about getting determined on going and doing something. Yes. It's about failing and bouncing back and having your failures and those other choices that didn't work not define you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, It's about how you pick yourself up and keep going. Remember when that baby hit on Moana with sexy dancing? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> when we do a like movie that's like suitable for children, I always go and look at those like Christian parent review sites and that like there's like all sorts of categories i should have pulled it up on my phone but i forgot um of like nudity sexuality um like language and under sexuality uh there's the kid doing sexy dancing with Mm -hmm. innuendos (laughs) that's ridiculous and maui doesn't wear a shirt it's crappy that when you search for movies now, the first three things that pop up, one of them is going to be religious. Yeah. And that doesn't need to be. No, absolutely not. I just, I think it's funny sometimes the things that they highlight um, that I wouldn't even think of to be like inappropriate for anybody. Yeah, that baby was inappropriate. <laughs> He's so inappropriate. And then we just get another absolute fantastic song in We Know the Way. Yes. Yeah. Like this might be better than the I Wish song. I and, and the first song too. Those all three of them are are high level oh, Disney yeah. songs, I'd say. This soundtrack from start to finish is just singable. Yeah. And um you want to sing along and you it's just like it's like a party. It's like a nonstop party. We get the reprise of how far I'll go, and this is right after the grandma's died and Moana's pushed on this big this huge journey and uh we get this reprise where she is picking herself back up and going on her epic quest and the part of her grandmother dying was a lot sadder than i remember because we listen to the music way more than we've seen the movie yes so i kind of forgot about parts like that but the fact that her grandmother, who is one of maybe her best friend. Like really the only person on the island who understands her. 
dies and says, like, don't wait for me. You need to go. And how heartbreaking that must have been for her to just leave her grandmother as she dies. That whole scene where um, her mom comes and, like, helps her pack the basket. Oh, yeah. It's, like, so emotional. Isn't that her aunt? No, that's her mom. Are you sure? No, that's her mom. She calls her mom at the end. Oh, it's her stepmom. No, it's her mom. Her mom only has, like, one line in this entire movie? Yeah. That seems like an odd choice. <laughs> I think that's her stepmom. No, that's her mom. And yeah, and it was also really sad when you know like the moment she dies because the stingray swims under the boat in the water. Right. And Moana sees it and it's like, that's like, you know how she's feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. Moana is boating along in her boat um, and she gets this huge storm and then uh, she magically wakes up on the beach of Maui's Island. So I was going to say all of this is like so convenient, but the ocean is her friend. So that makes sense. Yeah. And she continuously gets put on the boat by the ocean. How so I... the ocean interferes and interjects is very strange. Like The ocean could have helped a lot more. Oh, yeah. Especially during the storm and like pushing her boat along faster so that she wouldn't capsize. Yeah. Like the ocean really could have. Oh, Okay, no, I get it. And why doesn't the ocean just return the heart itself? The ocean brought the heart to her. True. But I think I have an answer. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, perfect. Oh, uh, and who else is on the boat? Uh, hey, hey, the chicken. Hey, hey, the chicken. Where does hey, hey rank in animal sidekicks? Um, low for me. I agree. I like Pua the pig way better. So Pua was originally supposed to be on the boat with That's her. better. Hey, hey doesn't really add much. It's like the same bit of hey, hey's too dumb to eat or live. Yeah. The end. Why would hey, hey be her sidekick? Like, when you have people like people, when you have sidekicks like Abu and Miko and Mushu yeah. and Flounder, people who are actually like doing things for the protagonist. I guess a lot of those are talking ones. So that's mm. one thing. But Miko. Yeah, Miko doesn't speak. I think speak. Pua could do the same. Oh, absolutely. But hey, hey, I didn't care for. I feel like Pua is also, just from like a merchandising standpoint, way more merchandisable than hey, hey. True. Like I think a cute little pig plush would be a bigger seller than a... Cross-eyed skinny chicken? Yeah. They really missed an opportunity there. And in this storm, I think those are some of my favorite visuals yes. of the movie. The storm and the sky and the water, all of that is fantastic. But you know what? This rewatch, I didn't love the character design as much as I thought I did. Oh. I think I don't like this era of Moana and Frozen when they have just giant eyes and tiny noses and mouths. Yeah. And their faces are more like cat shaped. Yeah. Like and they're like anime style. really round. Yeah, the yeah. eyes are just too big. Like, I know it's it's a cartoon. We're going to make it as cute as possible, but it's too far in that direction for me, these couple of movies. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I don't... I think they had it right in the, like, Pocahontas era. Mm-hmm. It's like, she was still, like, cute and, like, lovable and everything, but she wasn't, like, a... Yeah, like an anime character. Yeah, they, the change of the animation style... I'm not always in love with hmm. from a lot of the new Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, I know it's not all going to be hand-drawn cell animation anymore, but still the proportions are just so out of whack. Yeah, they don't look like humans, really. Yeah, because their faces are based on cats now. <laughs> no, that's true. Oh. 
Because it's more uh, Japanese influenced. Right. And if you look at them from the side, they have the profile of a cat. Their nose and mouth come out and they have the kind of a muzzle, which you don't have in the old hand-drawn or cell right. animation types. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, like a cat. Like a cat. Which you'd think I'd love, but let the cats be cats. True. You know? And like these are supposed to be humans. They don't like, be taking cats' jobs. Like they're, they refer to her as mortal so many times <laughs> that she should look like a human, not like a cat. So the next song is You're Welcome, which is where we meet Maui, played by The Rock. I like that in our world, we just have a famous celebrity that we just called The Rock. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, that's his name. And yeah. we're all cool with it. <laughs> Your Welcome is a funny introduction because I forgot that up to this point, Maui is played as a villain character. Yes. So you think he's going to be scarier and then he's just kind of this egotistical jerk. Yeah, because like the whole story that the grandmother tells is very like dark and like scary looking. And I, yeah, you'd expect that that's what you'd get. But no, you get this egotistical like fun guy. Yeah, he's a real asshole for a lot of the movie. Yes, he is. But I guess that's his journey. Yeah, exactly. But um, I enjoy Your Welcome. It's a good song. I think it's better than I give it credit for. I think mm-hmm. I've become annoyed with the song oh, because you hear it a lot. And it, it is. It's one that is a little more grating than perhaps the other songs mm-hmm. in this. But seeing it with the visuals and everything, you're like, oh, okay, this is actually really fun. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite videos is The Rock doing this, like, the rap part from You're Welcome and his daughters being like, you're not Maui. (laughs) (laughs) It's still one of my favorite things is that his daughters don't think that he's actually Maui. And right after this, we get the first occurrence of her speech of, I am Moana of Montanui. You will board my boat. boat. We will sail across across. and return the... Heart of Tafiti, yeah. And this is a line that's going to happen repeatedly throughout, always reminding her of who she is. And it's kind of a, a mantra that reminds her of her home and her island and what she is doing all of this for. Mm-hmm. And I like how it changes over time, but I like this as kind of a, a grounding force for her and linking her again to her to her history. Yeah. Um, and I think... This is where the movie kind of picks up speed and seems to like get you in that mood of like, they're going to do it. They're Mm going to do it. And um, then we meet, oh, what was his name? The crab. Jemaine Clement. Tamatoa. Oh, in the realm of monsters. Yes. This is another one where I think I've, I've listened to the soundtrack a good bit with you, of course, and I stopped liking this song. I never liked this song. But watching it in the movie, it is much better. Yes, yes. The pacing is different, and with the visuals, it gains a lot. And and in one point of Flight of the Concords, Jermaine plays David Bowie, and he's doing his Bowie voice in a bunch of this, too. Oh, I feel like that that fits. Um, I like that he's basically a giant disco ball. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the whole like cavern or whatever they're in is sparkly. So um, watching the movie, I agree with you. It's a great song. On its own, it's the one that I skip. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's just not as... It seems much more repetitive when you're yeah. just listening to the soundtrack version because it doesn't have all, have all the... those gaps Yeah, in it. and you don't have him like moving around and like you can't tell that he's throwing Maui around or like chasing after Moana. Right. Yeah, you don't have the plot to It's go a good it. one because the plot is happening. It's ha- an action sequence is actually happening yeah. during the song. Yeah, and you don't get that when you're just listening. So it's my skip on the uh, soundtrack. What's your favorite villain song? From like all of Disney? Yeah. Um, Because there's some good ones. Poor Unfortunate Souls. I was going to say, I think Poor Unfortunate Souls. Be Prepared is actually pretty solid. Oh, true. Yeah. But my favorite, Gaston. Oh, yeah. Of course, Gaston. It's a different one because it's a song for the villain. It's not him singing his evil plan as much. But goddamn, Gaston is a good song. So good. So after they leave Jemaine Clement's lure, layer, layer, <laughs> yep, um, you uh, get to see them uh, while um, Maui is trying out his hook. And it seems like he's out of practice. Oh, yeah. Well, he hasn't been using his magic hook in a long time. So you get to see him be like half shark, half man and like be a bunch of different things and i like in this sequence um he becomes sven from frozen for a second oh yeah yeah <laughs> which is like really funny to me um so i i i like this sequence and then they sail to um the island where tafiti was and they have to defeat uh Taka, who is this lava monster good monster design oh yeah i liked um like the plumes of smoke that mm-hmm. were kind of part of him and um he has a weakness he can't oh, touch I water i said her oh but this is a thing we're gonna talk about very soon okay. or should we talk about it now we can talk about it now i know what you're gonna say what am i gonna say that uh Tika is tafiti yeah yeah i forgot oh okay because we had this <laughs> no i forgot while we were watching so that part you concede yeah oh yeah yeah and that Tafiti is Moana's mom. Tafiti is not Moana's mom. I'm pretty sure nope. that's her mom. No. No. It is the mother of all. It is Mother Nature. It is a stand-in and is literally the mother of the planet, kind of. Yeah, but and also she Moana's give birth mom. To Moana. Yeah, that's that's her mom. I'm no, sure. that's not her mom. Her mom <laughs> lives on the island. That is Aunt Carol. No, it is not. Stepmom Carol. No. Why did you pick Carol? Because <laughs> that's like an aunt name. <laughs> true, true. Aunt Carol. Yeah, Maybe. you're right. Uh, but no, she is not Moana's mom. She might be. No. Maui gets smashed by Taka and um, his hook gets a big crack in it and he basically like runs away. I really enjoyed this section. There was a whole part that I forgot about, and we kind of get almost an origin story of Maui. Yeah. Because there's the one tattoo where it's a woman throwing a child into water, essentially. And we get to learn that he was abandoned by his human parents and Mm -hmm. he was human. And now we can infer that everything he does is for human approval. He has all of these tattoos of him being celebrated. And that's what he thinks of himself is as a hero. Yeah. And him seeking out this constant human approval is because of the approval he did not get from his own parents. And now he's just trying to fill that void. And you get this insight into this character who was just kind of like a joke for most of the yeah. movie. And kind of a jerk. Very much a jerk. And I think that this kind of explains some of that 
and um, the facade that he puts on for Moana, who is human. So it does make a lot of sense. And I, I also like this part of the movie. And then he leaves, and that's kind of the culmination of the two issues he has of first not taking responsibility for anything he has mm-hmm. done, which is a big thing because he is the one who took the heart in the first yes. place, but he's not taking any sort of responsibility of that. And that he's mostly driven by his need for approval. Mm-hmm. And when there is no one to give him that approval or he's not getting it as much from Moana as he'd like, he just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always sad to see him go at this point because i feel like he's giving up on himself and on moana mm-hmm. we can't give up on moana no but what we can do is we can make amends for our mistakes yes. which is the theme of the movie i think <laughs> i like that so moana has a little chat with her grandma and this is i i know that last sequence was quite powerful but i think this is oh, yeah. a lot of Really the crux of the movie. The, mm-hmm. the most important things, I think, come through in this sequence because her grandmother is now kind of embodied, is a, mm-hmm. is a person again. And you could argue that at that first crash, she uh, Moana died and now she can actually see her grandmother because she's in the world of the dead and then she eventually comes back. But that's not what we're going to go into. I've seen a YouTube video on oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like a big fan theory. Oh, I like to I like it when other people are weird in the same way as I am. <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks that she dies in the first storm. No, I don't know about that, but I'm pretty sure that Tafiti is her mom. No. But in this section, her, her grandmother asks, do you know who you are? Mm-hmm. And her answer is... Um, the next the, song, yes, I Am Moana. I Am Moana, but it's more than that because... She answers with her ancestry. She is, yes. I am the child child of voyagers. They, I forget the line now, but it's about my ancestors were voyagers and they call me. I've been on this long journey and the mm-hmm. sea calls me. She's got a lot of calls. I hope she has She's a good always... phone plan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that theme of where you have been not only dictates where you are now, but yeah. who you are, that we are the culmination of our of our experiences it's not just saying i am moana mm-hmm. because if her song was just about her and all these things she, she feels and then she says i am moana that is a very different movie than her starting way back generations before she was born that's where her character comes from mm-hmm. it is all of that and her actions that have happened in this movie yeah yeah, I um I like this one. You get to see uh this kind of cool overlay of the ghost ships um yes. in like a non-creepy pirate sort of way. But in an inspirational way. In an inspirational way. Like an ancestral like bonding that she has with them. Yeah, and Maui's taught her how to sail at this point. And so she's kind of feeling um like one with her ancestors. And I love that. Um you also get another like epic song with the wind in her hair mm-hmm. and her boat and like her doing some like really epic poses it's it's inspirational it's hitting all of the notes that we know a disney movie will mm-hmm. and it's not that it's surprising but it's just getting everything perfectly right and yeah. i think this song is one of those it's not something we haven't seen before, but they are nailing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that she switches because now it's not you will board my boat. It's I will board my boat. I will set sail across the sea and restore the heart to Tafiti because she's taking upon all of that responsibility herself. Do you know why? 
Why? Because she is Moana. Yes. (laughs) I did actually know the answer to that. I just wanted you to say it. (laughs) So after she gets this big courage boost, she um, sails off to Tefiti and by herself manages to um, like get away from uh, Taka and get into the main island part of Tefiti and you realize really quickly that Tefiti is not in the place she's supposed to be which is in the ocean laying on her island um and Moana figures it out real quick that Taka is actually Tefiti and in this sequence we get Maui coming back and joining in on the fight and that's another that's that reoccurring theme again that we have the option to make things right. Just because we did the wrong thing once, that does not define you. We have the choice. And this movie does a beautiful job of illustrating that it's our choices and our perseverance that make us great. I know I often complain about uh, the new Star Wars movies or Harry Potter where you're special because why? You're born special. You are special. You're the chosen one. You don't find your specialness. Yeah. And she has a bit of that because she was chosen by the ocean and they make jokes about it. Like the ocean told you were special and you believed it. Yeah. And like your grandma said you were special. I'm sure that makes you special. And they're kind of calling out that way of thinking or that style of writing these hero epics. But here it is about the choices. It's not that the ocean chose her and that made her special. It's when everyone else was leaving her. Mm -hmm. She found the strength from her grandmother and her ancestors and her internal strength. Mm -hmm. And that's what's being rewarded or showcased as special here, not just your birthright. Right. Yeah. She's just, she wasn't born magic. And they make a point to tell the watcher over and over again that she's mortal. She's a human and that she's not special. And she is Moana. And she is Moana. So then we get to a song um, sung by Moana again called Know Who You Are. And this is kind of the the transformation scene of the movie where um, Taka becomes Tefiti again and Moana puts the heart back in and everything is kind of as it was and as it should be. So then this brings up what I was talking about before. Why didn't the ocean just bring the heart mm-hmm. back? I, I think the ocean isn't as magic. Like, I think they needed to have like a human do it. And what is Moana's power she has she's chosen for a reason what is her her strength it's her resilience Mm -hmm. sure i think that moana's true power is healing she is able to heal and the ocean knows this yeah so that means that so if the ocean brought the heart back to tefiti would that have healed the actual theft would tefiti still be angry towards maui for stealing it in the first place Would Maui have gotten over his need for praise? Would Moana have gotten the ability to lead her people? I don't think any of that would have happened, right? No, because she grows as a person. Yeah. In the at the end of the movie, they do go out and voyage, and it is because of what she has learned. Yeah. But it's not just that. They have healed the land. And it's if the ocean had done that, perhaps it doesn't have that same restorative property. Mm-hmm. It's different if you are the victim of a crime and they say like, oh, we found your car. Right. 
than if the person who stole it brings it back to you and apologizes. That gives you a whole different level of closure, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Tafiti or Taka needed. Mm-hmm. And that's what Moana can do because Moana goes around and just uh, heals. That's that's her power, I think. Mm-hmm. I really like this scene because you get to see the like reversal of Taka and you get to see all these flowers pop up and everything and you get to see Tafiti like lay her head down and like rest in peace basically mm-hmm. and you see this peace kind of spread across the island and through the ocean and you get to see it like come to Montanui and start to like reverse some of the damage um that this blackness this like creeping darkness was um bringing to the island and i think there's a not so subtle good environmental message there too that the damage we have done to the earth can be healed with restorative practices yeah so that's a good part of it too but i love when she tells teka that this does not define you this is not who you are because it is an act of that forgiveness just as teka will later forgive maui first moana is Maybe not forgiving, but acknowledging that you at your worst is not you. Yeah. It's not the entirety of you. You contain so much more than that. And remember all of the other things you are too. This one thing does not define you. And then everyone is kind of taking that to heart. Because mm-hmm. first, Tafiti or Taka in going back to being Tafiti, realizing that this is not all I am or all she is. And then same with Maui, that he is not just uh, this one-dimensional hero that is cheered on by humans. He is his own person, and he discovers that too. Yeah. Hmm. It is a nice, like, kind of big wrap-up for the movie. Um, And then we got uh, kind of another montage song, which Disney does so well of um we know the way the finale version where you get to see her people like on the like on the mend basically of like pulling out those big ships and like getting back out onto the ocean and like exploring and being voyagers again and you see her kind of come into her like chiefness or (laughs) pre-chiefness Pre-chiefness. Uh, pre-chiefness. Oh, that's my favorite word yeah. now. <laughs> and uh, you get to see her grow just a little bit more and you get to see her kind of use her her knowledge that she learned throughout this journey and um, kind of how it made her ready to be chief. It's one of the most fulfilling happily ever afters mm-hmm. because it's not just they lived happily ever after and they kiss and that's the end. Yeah. It is... An entire rebirth for a culture, essentially, yes. right? Yeah. And she's able to renew this life that her f- ancestors lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the end of this one. It is. It's one of my favorite endings as well. And then we get your favorite version of um, How Far I'll Go. Oh, I don't like the pop version on this one. Honestly, if if it's not Peebo on the pop version of one of the songs, I don't, I'm not interested. <laughs> And this one, who is it that sings it on this? Alessia Cara. She kind of sings like the Neville brothers a little bit. I wonder like what they were going for with this. Because I think she's big. I've heard her sing other things though. And it's not like this. Yeah, I didn't love this one. It sounds like they were trying to make it sound like you were listening to the song through water. Oh. 
It's like it's all like going for? wobbly and like weird. And I just, I don't like this version. And I don't understand what they were thinking when they were like, yep, this is the take. Let's do it. Um, because it just sounds like bad auto tune. And like there was some sort of like mic malfunction while she was recording this. I don't love it. What don't you like about Moana besides the pop version of the song? <laughs> um, I think we could have cut Jemaine Clement. No, you need something there, though. They need to have a success. True, true. They need to get the hook and everything. You need something there. Structurally, that, that something needs to be there. I wish that they had described to the viewer a little better where they were. Because I feel like the realm of monsters doesn't really tell us. And you were asking, like, are they underwater? Are they under underwater? Yeah, they were under underwater in the realm of monsters. Yeah, I just wish there was like a little bit more. Like Maui just dropped like a couple of lines on what the realm of monsters was. It kind of sounds like it's in the title to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the awkward humor. Like the mm. awkward. They do a little bit of that of like, oh, well, I'll just, um, ooh, uh, I'll go over there now. Like that kind of stuff. I feel like that's very dated. And when we watch this movie in the future, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that was like a whole type of humor, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And there's like a Twitter joke in there and things like that. I think anything that really sets it in our world. I agree. Which is my least favorite part of Aladdin is... Robin Williams just constantly doing impressions and you're like oh yeah I love a Jack Nicholson impression in my 1400s movie about a, yeah <laughs> well I think uh, Aladdin takes place in the future oh right isn't it after like the world has died and they're kind of like rebuilding again I don't know well the genie has knowledge of things that have happened in the 90s true very true and they're kind of they some technology they have certain things they don't they're speaking English where is this place Agrabah. Exactly. <laughs> I think it is could be anywhere in the world, but the apocalypse has already happened. And then the genie experienced our time and then gets trapped for thousands of years. And then this is in the future. <laughs> and wait, that's not what we're talking about. No, that was not what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like it when it is of a time. Because when they don't put it in any one specific place, when they're not saying, oh, this is what modern day New Zealand is, or when you're not setting it anywhere specific historically mm -hmm. then let it be anywhere anytime because that's what they're trying to get yeah. with this kind of mythic anytime yeah. in the past sort of thing then don't put a twitter joke in there yeah exactly <laughs> yeah there are some disney movies that benefit from the time which is like pocahontas sure because you need to know what year it is yeah because that's that's a specific place it's history yeah. right and so yeah but this definitely didn't need like modern references in it. And do you know about the long pause? No. The long pause was like a real thing that all of those, um, the uh, many different Polynesian communities uh, voyaged for a thousand years. Then they stopped for hundreds. No one knows why. And then they started again. Oh. Nobody knows what the long pause was all about. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That it was like I a, don't know much about it. But a real I just thing. Know that. Yeah. Interesting. I knew that Maui, like the lore of Maui, was a real thing. Yeah, they seem to have taken things from many different yeah. cultures and just kind of mashed it together and being like, yeah, it's kind of everything. It's yeah. island. It's island. Yeah. <laughs> it is ocean. <laughs> That's why this week is just water themed. Yeah. <laughs> it is water. 
It is water. That's true. It's very true. So final thoughts on Moana? It's so great. It really is. It's oh, it just like makes you happy. We started it quite late the other night and we both got so into it. We realized we'd watched half of it <laughs> without knowing because we just both got so into it. And I was like, yeah, I could stay up until like one in the morning to finish this movie. I think everybody should see it. I think it's a great evolution of the classic Disney formula because it's not stepping outside of it too much. It's not revolutionizing things that you saw in the late 80s or early 90s. It's those same things, but it's aware of its place in in our world. And now we're having those characters who are young women who are strong and independent and gaining that and these ideas of forgiveness and restoration through forgiveness. Those things were probably too complex for the great Disney movies I loved of of our youth, right? But I'm glad that those are finding a place in a movie like this. And I think it's doing that classic thing, but it's doing it very well. So I guess if you're going to keep making it fresh with different characters and settings, maybe you don't need to change the classic formula. Yeah, true. I like that classic formula for sure. It's working. And I think they did some new things that just made the classic formula better. It's kind of what I love about Little Mermaid with the things that I didn't love taken out. Yeah. It's just getting rid of that romance and stuff. And what if Ariel just kind of figured it out? Yeah. What if Ariel went on this grand adventure and succeeded? Yeah. By herself. Yeah. And becoming a princess wasn't what (laughs) her end goal was. But she kind of is. Yeah. True. She has a dress and an animal sidekick, doesn't she? Yes, she does. <laughs> I did I did like that Maui was like cognizant of that kind of of the Disney world. Of the Disney like stereotype princess and I thought that was kind of a funny line. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our Moana talk. It was maybe faster than I thought it would be. Yeah. Because I think we're both just like, wasn't that great? How about that part? That yeah, was awesome. We didn't have a lot of like criticism of it. So we and yeah, it just Everyone should see it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So we are going to continue our water theme because that was Sam's pick of a theme. And next week we will have two water-based things of the Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And then I'll choose a movie and it is going to be water-based. And I know there's so, so many good options that I was thinking of. But what I went with is water-based but also a nice companion piece to Moana. Nice. Okay, well, I'm excited. And we'll be doing all of that next week, so we'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. I think I'm out of... Are we done? Yeah. I think we're done. I can be done. <laughs>